Did you know improving your communication can double your net worth? Just because it's not your title doesn't mean you're not in sales. You are. Lloyd Day created and has taught this communication training for 30 plus years. Macy McNeely, Lloyd's daughter, and Catherine Schubert, a founding student, were struggling entrepreneurs who, after going under his wing and seeing their businesses quadruple, knew that this was the missing piece for so many others. That's how the Guide Culture Training started and has taught over 500 students in just two short years. Sales is guiding people into a decision that is best for them. Guide Culture is not sales training, it's life training. We are a group of completely bought-in sales professionals who persuade for good. Here are your hosts, Macy, Loy, and Catherine. Hey, we have a bonus episode for you today, and it is such a treat. It is from Coach Loy Day, and it's actually pulled from one of his clubhouse rooms. Hey, I don't know if you know this, but uh, he actually hosts a room in Clubhouse called the School of Sales every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and it's at 10 a.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain Time, and then 7 a.m. Pacific Time, and it has been so valuable for people. I mean, that room is full consistently every single time he is on. So go ahead and put those t- that time on your calendar. Uh, we post links on our Instagrams to the room, like the current room that he is uh, on in real time. So right at 10 a.m. Eastern, like we put swipe up links so that you can just jump to the room very, very easily. Uh, invite your friends, invite your team, invite your fellow entrepreneurs. He's been bringing so much amazing, encouraging mindset content, but also sales content uh, so that you can really win in your business. I think this episode is going to be really valuable for you as someone who probably runs a business on social media and you're always hearing like, hey, add value, add value, add value. But but maybe there's a chance that that value that you're adding isn't really producing the results that you feel like you should be getting. And that is just not the move. We don't want that for you. And so I think this episode is really, really going to help you. Hey, if you're listening to this live on April the 15th, 2021, you should know that the eight-week online signature program is officially open. We are opening the April cohort. And as I'm recording this right now, technically we haven't even opened and we're already 30% full, which is insane. So I want to make sure you get your seat. You know, we only open a few times a year and this is one of those special times and, you know, we take a very limited amount of of students. I think about, you know, the year 2021, you know, we're coming up to that halfway mark and there's a chance that you thought about joining Guide Culture uh, in January when it opened for the first time. And I know I'm actually talking to a lot of you right now and you're kind of like, wow, I'm actually in the same spot. You know, I waited last time because I just need to get my feet underneath me. I needed to get my mindset right. I needed to get my program right. I need to get my stuff created. I needed to get my stuff launched. And I'm actually in the same exact spot that you found me a few months ago. And that's really breaking my heart. That is like the last thing that I want for you. And a lot of times what happens is, you know, a body emotion stays in motion. And there's a chance that you're thinking like, hey, I need to just get all this stuff done before I can make in the investment. But chances are making that investment 
is the thing that's going to move that body, move the body to keep it in motion and really start to give you that momentum and that traction. Not to mention, you are going to learn the one skill that when you put your head down, you're going to look up and it's actually going to make you money. There's been so many people that have taken guide culture and within just a couple of weeks after guide culture, they make a few sales and they're like, wow, I've already gotten my money back and I just want that for you. So if that's you, if you've thought about being in guide culture in January and you're looking at April right now and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm literally in the same seat. That is the very reason to move forward this time. I do not want 2021 to end where you're in the same place that you were at the beginning of 2021. There's no way that that is happening to you. So save time, see if it's a good fit. Go ahead and message me on Instagram. If you already know, jump in, put your alarms on your phone. I think the link will go live probably around 1.30 Eastern, but it'll all be on all of our Instagrams. So just be ready to go so that you can get your seat. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode and we will see you inside of Guide Culture. Hey, everybody. Today, we want to talk a little bit about, I'm going to lead it off with a little hat story. I've got a couple of stories about wearing a hat and it kind of ties in with what we're talking about today. Uh, Back when I was starting the insurance business, these insurance companies that, that's, you know, the way, the, the way I was able to do it, I went to what you call a captive situation. And, and the thing that makes that work is as a captive, which is like nationwide, State Farm, Allstate, those people, the captives, they will take somebody like me that's green and doesn't really know what's going on. And they'll bring you in and train you. It's almost like a franchise. And, and you kind of get, you don't get as much commission out of it, but they give you more support than you get like if you're just out on your own. So it's a captive thing. But what happens with these captives, especially in the PNC property and casualty, which is cars, homes, you know, businesses, all that stuff, the, you, you get tied up in that and you start working really, it's really fast paced. There's a lot of stuff happening, you know, you got to service it, you got to sell it, prospect, and it's just, it's a lot of things going on. And you forget to sell the financial products, the life insurance. And they really want you to sell life insurance. They So they have to force you into it. And the way they force you into it is they do it by contract. They say, okay, you're in this beginner two or three year phase of your contract. And in order to get the real contract, you've got to meet certain criteria. You know, you've got to do so much volume. You've got to, you know, be out on your own. You have to sell X number of life insurance. And so all the, and, and for me, I love life insurance. I love the financial products. I believe in it. So I always loved it. I get excited every time I get involved with that, but it's a different sale. It's a different sale cycle. It's a different conversation. And so when you're in this busy world, the only way you, that at least my strategy was to, was to change hats. I would change hats to get into the role of a life insurance agent. I'd have to go from a PNC agent to a life agent. And I, and, and I called it changing the hat. Because what I would do is anytime uh, I saw anybody, and it doesn't matter if it's the elevator, anywhere, I would ask a question, basically a little attention getter, prospecting type question, just a question so I could hear their answer. I would ask the question, then shut up. And the question would be something like, um, how much life insurance do you have? 
Who does your life insurance? When's the last time you reviewed it? Blah, blah, blah. Just some kind of a life insurance type question. Then I'd shut up and listen to their answer. If they say, well, I haven't looked at it in a while, or if they, or they say, well, I've got this agent, he takes care of me. Based on their answer, I would put them on a list of a future prospect. So I just kind of make me a little list of people that might be a prospect. And so about once a week or once every two weeks, I would take my PNC hat off and I'd put my life insurance hat on and I'd go after those prospects as a life agent. That was my strategy and it worked, it worked well. Now, now fast forward that into Academy call yesterday or this week, Monday, Academy call on Monday. We had one person who was doing a role play. It was a great Academy. It was having just a, I thought it was a great Academy call. And, but we had this first person, she's doing the role play and we kind of got going in there and she's doing a great job. And then I came back and I said, I said, what is your selling style? And she said, I'm a data diva. And I said, I can see that. You're just rolling out all this data to us. You're rolling out all this data, but you're not really selling. You're not, you're not jumping into the emotional side. You're not getting into the closes. You're not asking closing questions. You're not selling. You're, you're delivering data is what you're doing here. And so my, my correlation to her, I said, take your data hat off and put your sales hat on and be a salesperson right now. And so that was the correlation about, and, and it ties in perfectly with this, we have to know when and how to wear the sales hat. You know, we've talked so many times about, there, there's two parts to what we do. We, we have to know our stuff, our technical data. You know, we study, we, we, we know all the things that we have to know to be an excellent and be professional at what we do and be the expert and all that. And that's a continuous effort. But we also had to be able to sell and be in that sales mode enough to make a living. And so we had to know when are we delivering value, just adding data here, and when am I selling? So we have to take some hat off and get that sales hat on. And you probably need to have your sales hat on more than you think you do. And actually, let's take this thing a whole nother step further. Uh, I was listening this morning to a podcast and it's talking about how this thing started and the guy that started it is no longer to be anywhere to be found. And then the guy that sold this guy is no longer to be found. Now this guy, well, he sold the guy that started this business. Now the guy that convinced him of an idea, well, that guy that convinced that he's nowhere to be found, but the guy that started a business based on that idea went really big. Then a guy jumped in to it and, and, and showed this guy the thing, then this other guy. So it's amazing how someone will have an idea or have some data, have some kind of value, but they never go anywhere with it because they're not selling it. They're not getting out there doing the sales. And so no matter what we do, if we want to really make an impact, it's a sales thing. It's not an information thing. It's not an add value thing. It's a sales thing. That's how we really make the major impact. So let's think about some of the things that are, because the buzzword out there, let's read the, read the, um, the post right now. Is adding value the same as selling? Is adding value selling? Is selling adding value? Would it help your bottom line to understand selling? Adding value is a buzzword these days. We hear it everywhere. Every, did that add value? Am I adding value to you? That kind of a thing. 
Is adding value something that we should be thinking about? And all, yes, we should always be adding value. 100% of the time, that's what we do. We bring value to the table. We open up with value. We have value in the middle, and we have value in the end. And if we're going to do anything, we want it to be of value to the people around us. Selling it, but selling the right thing to the right person is definitely adding value to their life. When you add value without selling something that is needed, you're actually doing a disservice to them. So if someone needs something, we have an obligation to attempt to sell that, to sell it. Selling and persuading for good is a noble thing. And it can help your bottom line. Selling needs to be added to the add value to really add value. So the point is, if you're just adding value without selling along with it, I don't think you're really adding as much value as you need to. So the question is, are you working on your sales skills? And at Guide Culture, we are always working on these skills. And so the points around this, first of all, what are some things that would be considered adding value, but maybe it's not really selling? You know, possibly, and if you don't understand the selling, one of the things could be over-talking. You're trying to be bold. You're trying to, you know, be so proud of what you're doing, but you don't really understand the sales part of it. Because remember, selling is only talking 30% of the time. Selling is like more listening, more information gathering, more understanding where they are, moving the you know moving moving the ball forward with someone. That's what selling is. It's not a, it's not talking, and or, or if you're just trying to develop content without the idea of selling. As a matter of fact, I had that shift um, recently, the last few months. When Macy pulled me in to start all this, I didn't really know her vision. She she said, you know, this is some good content. You know a lot of this stuff. We need to kind of get your input here. And so I just started delivering content, just trying to come up with content. And honestly, when you're trying to deliver content without selling, it's nowhere near as fulfilling as if you're trying to sell with the content. So I so I was I was delivering doing content and it was you know it was meaningful and all that but not the same as selling the content and so about a few months ago a couple months ago we started making some shifts you know in my life I started trying to really transfer this agency you know over to the boys and and I'm completely almost out of that because you guys have taken all my time here which is a fun thing but and so I I said okay I said I've got to participate in the sales of this program. I can't just be adding content. I need to participate in these sales. And so I shifted my mindset in from, I'm not just adding content anymore. I'm actually selling. So when I deliver the content is with the, the attitude, with the hat of, you know, you need, uh, you know, we need to move the, you really need to get involved with this. So it's sort of a, a selling mindset. And honestly, it is so much more fun and so much more fulfilling and so much easier. It's so much easier when you when you have a purpose, when you're going after it the right direction. So just trying to make content without selling it is not is is you know kind of a, an added value thing, but it's not a selling thing. Uh, another thing that I see, remember, raise your hand if you have an idea. But another thing that I see is is this free advice. I mean, how many times? Uh, do people give a lot of free advice to people? And and the thing about advice is 
advice is based on context. You can't just give a, a, a car, just an advice on something without knowing enough information to put some context around it. So in sales, we gather a lot of information. We make sure we're, we're, at, you know, given the right, ad, the right, uh, uh, direction the right, uh, belief towards what someone needs. We try to match the need with what we can offer. And that, and, but if you just start throwing out free advice without knowing enough information, that's really dangerous because advice is based on context. It's based on personality. It's based on where somebody is right now, you know, what they want in life. So just to give advice is a little dangerous, honestly. Um, and sometimes we see some free services maybe as uh, adding value. And sometimes really we'll, what we may call free, uh, we call that maybe sometimes attention getting activities that we'll do. But free service could be attention getting activities. Uh, you know, entertainment, like on Instagram, you know, I know you roll in some content, some selling things, but you try to throw some, some entertainment in there to make it a little bit more enjoyable. Uh, so that's, that's great, but that's not the same as selling. It's more of a, well, add some value here, but that's not, you know, but it's not, I'm not really selling it. I'm just trying to, you know, add some value through some entertainment, which all that's fine, but the key is that we know the difference and see the value of what sales really is compared to, I'm just going to add value, which is almost like uh, a, uh, honestly, <laughs> you know, the meaning, uh, the, see, the wandering generality versus the meaningful, specific way of doing life. And we really like this meaningful, specific way of doing life. And the selling is I have a point here. I have something I'm going after. I have something I'm doing. That's meaningful, specific. I've got a plan today because I know what I want to go do. Okay, so now the part two here. Let's look at another, I got another story for you. Look at how, how does selling look different than adding value? I guess I've been talking about that a little bit, but I'm going to tell you a true story uh, of a oral surgeon, type dentist, dentist type oral surgeon. Um, I had a few years ago, I, I had this, I guess, abscess tooth kind of a thing. And I just let it go for a while. I was just living with it, you know, being a tough guy, I guess. And eventually, I think that infection kind of affected me. I had some problems, and I kind of backtracked it back to that because we ended up having to uh, go get that cut out and get an implant, all that thing for the for that bad tooth. Well, the oral surgeon, first of all, uh, the first thing she did was um, was qualified me and said, you need to wait a couple of weeks. Well, I was going out of town. And she said, you need to wait to get out of t- back from town. This may put you down for a while. So right off the bat, she made, she didn't jump on it. She tried to do the right thing for me by putting it off. And then we got in there and got it done later. And after it's all done, you know, she, she, she started selling me on the value of oral health. I mean, she sold me with, passion with enthusiasm intensity tell me the things i need to do and and she said one of the biggest problems that people have with heart conditions and things like that comes from the oral health and now here i am in my 60s or maybe as i'm 50 i guess i was i don't know 50s 60s then and i have never had a dentist sell me 
on the value of oral health like she did. Now that's a sales job. See, that's not just delivering content. I'm doing my thing here. I'm doing this for you. And that she made no money for that. But she certainly earned my respect and she certainly made herself feel good. She did the right thing. And I had someone uh, pre-qualifying me yesterday about something, trying to do bank kind of a thing. And and they pre-qualified me like, well, you know, we can't do this. I, and so I said, you know, the thing about this, you know, because we had a banking relationship, I said, if you do it right and, and, and if you do things that's right for me, then it, then it may not be that you're getting business off of it, but if you do what's right for me, I may have a next door neighbor that'd be a perfect fit for. Or there might be something down the road, but at the end of the day, you've got to take care of the people, whether you get paid for it or not. So anyway, that's my story of the oral surgeon who was selling versus just delivering value. Um, so let's talk a little bit about selling around, um, the law of large numbers. So let's say you're out there doing, you're trying to build a business. Uh, you got to remember, we talked about the law of, uh, well, there is a, a law of large numbers. The masses are very predictable, although one person is very unpredictable. And so if you are selling and prospecting and got your message going and out there hustling over the law of large numbers, then it's always going to work out for you. Always. The large numbers will work out, but they only work out if you're selling. They won't work out if you're just going through life. So the selling part is what allows the law of large numbers to work for you. Um, some other things that selling does, it gives us all this personal satisfaction. Uh, we talked about the meaningful, specific, driven, focused. You have an impact. You're productive. It feels so good to be productive your own mission, your own purpose. It, it ends up into leaving a legacy. And uh, Kat had something on her story about, I showed Warren Buffett saying the one skill, if you can move people, if you can move their heart, remember we win people with their hearts, we win business with the hearts. If you can move people with their hearts and you can draw people into you, it's not about how smart you are. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm not so sure intelligence has a lot to do with anything, honestly. I'm, I'm sure it does because everybody has their intelligence in their particular area. They're really good at some things. So anyway, he's talking about the value of communication over the long haul. And this is a selling thing. It's a selling value. Uh, so, so how does sales add value? Uh, I'll give you two or three things here. One, communication. The communication method that we teach at Guide Culture is an absolute present. It's a presentation and it is a present. It is, um, it's, People love presence. So when you present something the right way, it's just a present. Communication method is a present, uh, a good communication method. Um, and it, it, uh, it encourages people into decisions, including beliefs about themselves. How many times have we known that the belief in oneself is the most important? And we have people that we have influence over. If we find a way to put belief in people, our kids, our cohort, our, our staff, all the people, our prospects, our customers, the belief thing, that's when we talk so much about positivity, encouragement, the lack of sarcasm, all these things, uh, the mindset, 
all these things are encouraging people into beliefs. That's something that sales can do to add value. And uh, sales also, of course, we know helps people make the right decision for them. And people need help. Uh, sometimes people, you know, when you're in the bottle, you can't see it from the outside. And as salespeople, that's our job to see it from the outside and kind of help people make the right decision. Remember, we talked about how advice is not good advice unless you know enough information to give good advice. Uh, so I want to end this with one thing because I had a thought. So the question was asked about what if asked about the process on Academy? And I, um, I started thinking about this afterwards. So, so many times people ask the price and we're all freaking out about the price. Now, we know as salespeople that it's our job to, first of all, believe that the price is the right price. And it's our job also to build the value that that is the right price. You know, that's what we do. We, we have to believe it's the right price. So if we're afraid of the price, then that's a red flag. We should not be afraid of the price. We should be proud of it because what we're delivering is always more value than what somebody's paying for. That's our, that's our motto. That's what we do. Deliver value in abundance. So don't be afraid of the price. And what we're talking but many times people will, will kick the tires and ask for the price before you've had a chance to sell the value. And that's when we say, well, be careful. Don't just be throwing price out there unless you can sell the value. Because many times we don't even um, know if we'd sell it to them at any price. It may not be the right fit for them. And, and maybe you need time, if you really believe it is the right fit, to show them how. So if you, so you want to keep them around long enough to be able to have that conversation. That's why we say be careful about just throwing price out if, if they're not ready to hear the price. Or if they've already heard it, if you want to tell it up front, then immediately build the value of what it is or whatever. But here's the three points around price I just want you to think about. Think about these three. Because if someone asks the price, it could be three things. It could be a buying signal. It could be a doubt. Or it could be, I just need more information. I just need to understand it a little bit better, which is goes along with building the value. So don't freak out on the price. It could be any of those things, depending on the context of when and how they ask it. So uh, with that being said, that's pretty much what I have today about um, the difference between adding value and selling, because we hear adding value all the time, and we believe selling is the hat we have to be wearing um, probably all the time. You know, then we back off and sometimes just add value, but we're always thinking of the selling thing. And if we have these different personality selling profiles, we have to be remember to go back and put our sales hat on and be that salesperson. That's when we're working on this and guide culture and academy and all that is to keep that sales hat going and keep refining those sales skills. So any questions? Now is a good time to raise your hand, make comments, questions, or whatever around this topic or actually any topic you want. I think we're in the selling styles challenge, moving into uh, opening the cohort, which uh, there is not that many seats. And based on what I see, people should be running to the door for this program as fast and hard as they can. That's that's how valuable I see that it is. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. I just loved this clubhouse room. This was probably one of the best ones that, that you've done. It just 
really spoke to me, but really wanted just to remind everybody to definitely be here on Friday uh, at the clubhouse room on Friday. I think it's going to be like a big, big party. The whole gang's going to be here and we have some really fun things planned. So get it on. I know a lot of the same faces are on here every single week, but uh, share with your friends, share with your teams, share with your fellow entrepreneurs. If this has added any value into your mornings, into your weeks, uh, share it with people, invite them to join you in the clubhouse room, especially this Friday. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you on Friday. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope this episode encouraged you in your journey. Come join us over at the Winner's Circle Facebook group of online entrepreneurs who are winning the game of life. The link is down in the show notes. We'll see you there.